Praise the Lord. Wow. Sunday night. How many are glad to be at church? How many are glad that you're not in the best hospital in town? Woo, man, I'm brother be at church. I'm going to be seated. Praise the Lord. Uh, of course, we're glad to be with Pastor Mark and Brenda. They're two of the best pastors in the history of the world. And uh, <laughs> praise the Lord. Evangelistically, um, it's like the, uh, the one, one preacher said his biggest sin was a sin of exaggeration. He said he had cried an ocean full of tears over that. He cried an ocean full of tears over that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You heard about so many, so many professional athletes, you know, especially like the NBA and others. Uh, they are, they are actually becoming Muslims and changing their names. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, um, Buckwheat in the Little Rascals, he actually became a Muslim. He changed his name to Karima Wheat. <laughs> changed his name. Karima Wheat. Karima Wheat. All right, that's the best we can do with that. <laughs> you know, if you get happy, it actually makes you better looking. That's right, that's right. Either that or people forget you're ugly if you're happy. So, um, that, uh, scientists, you know, scientists have proven, scientists have uh, like, not scientists like the other guy named Dr. Mm, uh, Fauci, or is it Fauci? Fauci. Dr. Fauci, he needs to get saved anyway. So, um, uh, scientists have proven, scientists, scientists, we've heard a lot about scientists. Scientists have proven that women who gain weight actually live longer than the men who mention it. Scientists, I'm telling you the science about it now. I'm telling you, I'm into the science. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, let's see. Uh, uh, did you hear about the guy that was addicted to drinking brake fluid? Yep, yep, guy addicted to drinking brake fluid. He said he could stop at any time. <laughs> All right, all right, my friend with the mustache over there. I'm coming over there. I'm going to come see you tonight. Did, did you, my friend with the mustache. So, um, so Boudreaux, Boudreaux, he lived down on the swamp. Now, we're, I'm originally from Texas, but we've been in Louisiana for about 40 years or so. And so Boudreaux, he lived down on the swamp. He lived way down on the swamp, way down the swamp. Way, way out in the swamp. He had to ride his little uh, boat, which they call in Louisiana a P-Rope. He ride his little boat, you know, to his house. And, and so uh, <laughs> I don't know. Do I risk telling this joke or not? I mean, maybe wait till after the offering. All right, but see, no. <laughs> then you get a refund, I guess. We'll give you a refund. Uh, 
And uh, his wife disappeared, you know. His wife disappeared. Don't want to tell that one. Oh, baby, it's not a bad joke. It's, it's horrible. Okay, I'm sorry. It's not really bad. It's just it makes my women mad usually. And so we don't want to make them mad. Hey, read the room. There's a lot more women here than <laughs> And we know the pastor's wife, you know, so... There you go. Okay, let's go back to Boudreaux. Boudreaux. Huh? Oh, Boudreaux. Okay, okay. You tell, tell me the different joke. Boudreaux, his, his wife, you know, pregnant, having a baby. And about that time, you know, it's like the time came. And, and Boudreaux, you know, he's out in the swamp, man. He's really, he's really getting nervous. So he says, doctor, doctor. He, he calls the doctor. He calls the doctor and says, Doctor, doctor, the baby's coming, the baby's coming. The doctor said, Well, is this her first child? He said, No, you idiot, this is her husband. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, Boudreaux. Boudreaux. All right, forget that. So now let's see. Uh, I did hear about this this preacher and a doctor and a lawyer went deer hunting. Anybody here like to go deer hunting? I grew up deer hunting in Texas, so so I go every season. But anyway, this is a hunting joke. It's a doctor, lawyer, and a preacher went deer hunting. They're trying to get a monster buck, you know. So they're kind of walking out through the woods, and sure enough, here comes the giant buck. And so all three of them, you know, the doctor, the lawyer, preacher, all. Have you heard this one before? Okay. So all three of them. This is, this is Rosie. Rosie is uh, from Las Vegas. And she came over for the meetings this weekend. And she is a little preacher. She, like, preaches all the time. But she's also a nurse, right? And uh, she is also from Kenya. And I've been to East Africa since I was 17 many, many times. So we speak in Swahili sometimes. Yeah, you know how you say hello in Swahili? You say hello, that's what you say. No, it's just a hello in Swahili. So. <laughs> you know how to say uh, um, praise the Lord in Swahili? You say buona safiwe. They want to say God is good. You say Mungu Akubariki, right? Uh, if you want to say the Holy Spirit in Swahili, you know you want to know how to say Holy Spirit in Swahili. <laughs> well, the women are trying to control everything tonight. <laughs> so how how you say the Holy Spirit in Swahili? You say Roho Mtakatifu. Isn't that a great phrase for the Holy Spirit? Like you can say. I have been filled with a rohom takatifu. I mean, you can get tongues just from saying that, right? If you're struggling with your prayer language. <laughs> All right, I want to tell you no more jokes. You don't appreciate good humor. All right, so these the the, the big buck jumps up, you know, and these so these doctor, lawyer, and preacher they all throw the rifles up. And, Boom! And the buck falls down. Man, they're so excited. So they got over there, and there's laying the buck. And the, do and the doctor said, uh, well, uh, 
I'm, I'm the one that shot him. It's my, my trophy. I'm sure I'm the one that shot him. So the lawyer said, no, I'm absolutely confident. I'm the one that killed the buck, so I'll get the trophy. Preacher said, no, I'm sure I got it. So they had to call in a ballistics expert, you know, to study, <laughs> study this buck and see who, who killed this buck. So they studied it, and they finally said, ah, the expert said, it's the preacher is the one that got the buck. They said, ah, how can you prove that? He said, well, the bullet went in one ear and right out the other. (laughs) All right, now, some of you may not remember my joke from last year. Five years ago. Five years. Wow, okay. Here's my joke five years ago. Now, I got this joke from Australia. So the guy that was telling it to me, uh, uh, Margaret Court's husband, uh, Margaret Court's the winningest women's tennis uh, uh, player in the world. And so Margaret Court uh, got filled with the Holy Ghost, has a church in uh, Perth, Australia. So her husband's, uh, you know, businessman and stuff. And so they have a great church, about 5,000 people. So we go preach there every once in a while. So her husband always tells me a joke. He always tells me a joke. He loves to laugh, and yet he's a very dignified, you know, politician. But he has kind of a mustache hanging over his mouth a little bit. And then he speaks Australian like bad English. You can't hardly understand it. Everything he says, you go, what? Huh? What? Say that slow. So he tells me a joke. The joke is, did you hear about the butcher? He said, the butcher. He goes, the butcher. Did you hear about the butcher? I said, what is a butcher? He said, you know, a butcher. You know, like in a grocery store in the back, you know, when they got the meat, you know, a butcher. I said, you mean a butcher? Yeah, okay, a butcher. He said, did you hear about the butcher? Took his wife to a party for the very first time. So he's introducing her around, and he said, meet Patty. Brother Copeland, that was his favorite joke. He actually called me up and said, that's my favorite joke. He actually still uses that joke. You know, he is not a very good joke teller. But uh, I would never say that in public. This is not like in public, is it? This is kind of like just us here, you know. He's a really bad joke teller. All right, let me let me tell y'all one more because y'all been kind of quiet tonight. You've been kind of raining. How many of y'all, when you're growing up, you had one of them mood rings? Got a mood ring? You know, you wear a little mood ring and it turned like blue and purple and they'd tell you what it meant, you know. Uh, I don't know. We need like a faith ring or something like you. Hey, hey. I'm tired of y'all moody people. All right, so. <laughs> All right, uh, Raul, let's see. Raul might understand this joke here. All right. 
Did you hear about the guy? He had a delivery business. He had a delivery business, and so so uh, he had a lot of stuff he had to deliver, you know, around the end of the year. He had so much stuff he had to deliver. So he had a truck, and he's like, man, I just don't know if I have room for all this stuff. Anyway, so he had like these uh, three penguins come in that he had to deliver to the zoo. So he had these three penguins come in. His job, he got to deliver them to the zoo. So he saw another guy there with a truck, and he said, "Man, I got too much stuff." He said, "Look, I'll give you two hundred dollars if you'll take these penguins to the zoo for me." So that guy says, "Okay." And so the other guy, he's like delivering his stuff around and town. And the end of the afternoon, he's driving downtown, and he sees this guy walking down the street with these three penguins. And he pulls over. He says, "Man." What are you doing? I gave you $200, and I told you to take those penguins to the zoo. The guy said, well, I did take him to the zoo. I had some money left over, so I'm taking him to the movies. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right, y'all, such a, such a nice, warm audience. All right, did you hear? This is my, because have, we have eight grandkids, so we have to entertain the grandkids, you know. So my, my, my poem, I have a poem about grandkids, and that is, I've seen the lights of Paris, and I've seen the lights of Rome, but I've never seen nothing as beautiful as the taillights of that car taking my grandkids home. <laughs> eight, eight grandkids, man. Lord, they are tearing up Jack, man, all over the house, you know, running everywhere. So we were glad when they came. We were glad when they left. So I have to tell grandkids jokes, you know. So they call me Poppy, Poppy. So I say, all right. So we have eight. So I have to tell them jokes. I said, did you hear about the guy that while he was sleeping, he had a dream that he ate a giant marshmallow? And when he woke up, his pillow was gone. It was Mike Mandel. No, it was my pillow. How many of y'all ever ordered a pillow from Mike Mandel? I ordered a bunch of them. I like Mike Mandel. You know, last year he came to our leadership conference. And I had him give his testimony. Yeah, and uh, he is a great guy. And so I ordered a bunch more pillows. And uh, we took the offering. He gave $150,000 in the offering. So I ordered two more pillows. But I'm just telling you, he's a, <laughs> he's a very generous man. He's not just, he's a, he's a Christian. He's got the 2.0? Yeah, it's brand new. Oh. Well, new technology. New? Yeah. Yeah, like uh, it's made out of different stuff maybe. A little cooler. A little cooler. Have you, do you have one? No, not yet. Not, let's order one tonight. You, all right. All right I got, I've got his personal number. I'll call him up. Mike, send me them two of them two bono pillows. Right away. Oh. <laughs> He's really a great guy and a great Christian guy. So let's see. Um, did you hear about the cannibal 
These are grandkids, grandkids jokes, but most people, that's right, the bottom level. If you can't catch them with one of these, you pretty much lost them. <laughs> to hear about the cannibal, and he, he ate a clown. They said, what did it taste like? He said, it tastes funny. It's a cannibal. <laughs> Now, when you're telling jokes to, like, a blonde woman or blonde, blonde, telling jokes to a blonde, I don't know if it's a real blonde or kind of like, you know, a, a blonde, you tell them a joke, they, they laugh three times. When they hear it, they go ahead and laugh. Then when you explain it to them, they go ahead and laugh. And then later on, a few days later, when they understand it, they laugh. So they laugh three times. I'm a joke. <laughs> okay, the butcher. The boot the butcher. All right. Now what what's your favorite joke, Trina? Because Trina's one of the reasons we got married is because she always laughed at my jokes. Even if they're the same one, she just keeps laughing. She just <laughs> Same joke. Forty-six years, and she she still laughs. So, what is your favorite one? The one about the woman that. Okay, this is her favorite joke. Her favorite joke. So, did you hear about uh, the man, and his wife? You know, and his wife. You know, they were grocery shopping. His wife got caught stealing in the grocery store, and so she got caught stealing. So they had to go. They had to go stand before the judge. So the man, his wife, stand for the judge. His wife stand there, and he's there to support her. And the judge says, according to our record, uh, your wife got caught stealing in the grocery store. She hung her head down. <laughs> she hung her head down, you know, Shane. He said, according to our records, uh, she stole a can of peaches. And so there's like eight peaches in the can. So we're going to give her one day in jail for each peach. She hung her head down. Then her husband raised his hand. He said, Your Honor, she also stole a can of peas. She also stole a can. <laughs> All right, that's the last one. I'm telling you, I don't know where to go. All right, y'all. Y'all need to get happy. All right? Praise the Lord. Um, was that that was your favorite one? Oh, that's her favorite one. It's, there is another one. I won't tell that one. I said, maybe, maybe uh, five years later, I'll tell you that other one. All right, who's going to help me pass these books out real quickly here? All right, come up here, brother. My my brother. Did I give bring some up here? All right, here's some. Look, all the books and stuff is half price, and if you cannot afford to get a book. You just probably should not get one. <laughs> oh, probably. I don't know. Let me think about it. You can put them up there. All right. Mike. That's my older brother's name is Mike. All right. So if you cannot afford to get a book, you can take a free book. And then if you, you know, you don't want to be like a moocher. So you say, no, no, I'm going to pay. Then you can send the money anytime you want. 
You just have to send it before the rapture. If you don't send it for the rapture, I just don't know if you're going to make it or not. So you might only send it. <laughs> I'm cutting up. All right, let me give you all some books. This is called Paul's System of Truth. Study on the life of Paul that is simple. And then on Paul's System of Truth on who you are in Christ. Give that somebody real quick. Raise your hand if you want that book. Praise God. If you get a book free, you have to read it within 30 days or made the fleas of a thousand camels infest your armpits. So, so... Uh, this one is how to receive God's extravagant generosity. <laughs> All right, you might want to get that book. Give that to somebody. How to receive from God. And then this one is the secret power of joy. Uh huh. I'm glad that heaven's going to be a happy place. Heaven's going to be a happy place. So if you're happy, notify your face. So give that somebody. Uh, this one is on. on uh, uh, that's very dangerous. I mean, I don't think I would give her that book. I think she kind of already overdosed. I think she overdosed. <laughs> so this one is on honor, understanding honor, the blessings, the rewards of, of honor, those over you in the Lord, those including your parents, you know, under, understanding how to honor your parents, the significance of that, and how to honor. You don't have to dishonor, just refuse to honor, and that is dishonor. Oh, so there's some great blessings in the kingdom of God if you learn to honor. So this one is on honor above and beyond. Let's see here. This one is on the blood covenant. There's three CDs. I need another helper. Boy, y'all are running short on volunteers here. She's like, get up there, Caleb. What do you think I'm paying you for? Hi. So this is on the blood covenant. I'll cut you off, buddy. So this one is on the blood covenant. Three messages, three CDs on the blood covenant. But all the messages on CDs, you can download the Mark Hankins Ministries app, and all the messages are on the app free. So you know, that's on CDs. If you have a CD player, anybody have a CD player? I have a CD player. Some people got a CD player. All right. This is on the spirit of faith. Make it grab a corn stalk, twing it out over hell, and spit in the devil's eye. I'm getting, I'm getting some spit ready right now. Uh, this is on the power of identification with Christ. So I preached on that a little bit this morning. Identification with Christ. This is on the bloodline of a champion. Every chapter is on faith in the blood. I call it slinging blood everywhere. I plead the blood. And this is on revolutionary revelation on the Ephesians 1 prayer, Ephesians 3 prayer. Two of the most powerful prayers. Oh, I see that lady. She's waving and waving there. And then this one is an... Another book on identification with Christ that I didn't see there. And this is on divine approval. And it's really a study of. Uh, it's a study. Uh, that lady's hand. See that lady's hand? Have you just been like walking by her or something? No. She just raised it up. Okay. It up right this is on a study on. <laughs> the <laughs> Helen. Helen. Okay, Helen. All right, you're going to get this book. Mike's going to bring it to you. All right. This is a study on divine approval that if God's for you, don't really matter who's against you if God's for you. And so it's a study on the radical revolutionary revelation of the reality of the gift of righteousness. 
Woo, it is phenomenal. All right. And then, oh, let me ask scripture study guide. And this is my friend, Pastor David. Y'all know Pastor David? He's been around a while, right? Hey, amen. We're glad to see you tonight, David. And this is Spirit-Filled Scripture Study Guide. Now you know how I know it's Spirit-Filled? You can just feel it shake when you just pick it up. That's a Spirit-Filled Scripture Study Guide. So this is Scripture. Whose birthday was it? Somebody had a birthday? Somebody had a birthday? Oh, you had a birthday. Oh, okay. All right. All right, happy birthday. We missed somebody's birthday. Well, it was a couple of people were at the table, like trying to get free books because they said it was their birthday. They're like, my birthday. Man, when you're born, you're so ugly. The doctor slapped your mother. So, all right. So this one is this one is <laughs> called Spirit Filled Scripture Study Guide, and this is scriptures uh, in a hundred and twenty-one. My wife. Isn't she just a joy? We used to travel with her. She's up in the morning, like, smiling, you know. She wants to talk as soon as she wakes up. She's like, I'm like, give me a couple of minutes here. Wow. Does your wife do that as soon as she gets up in the morning? Oh, man, my wife. As soon as she wakes up in the morning, she goes, Wow. She has to get all her words in for the day. You know, the women have like ten times more words than men have. So I just sit there. I just stare for like a couple of minutes. Say, where's the coffee at? All right, this is scriptures. What are you laughing about, huh? This is scriptures. You have joy. You have the joy. She has the joy. The joy of the Lord. All right, this is Spirit-filled scripture study guide. This is really the best thing on the table. It's just scriptures on faith, healing, redemption, who you are in Christ, prayer, 121, authority of the believer. Wow, love. If you read the love chapter, man, it'll make you so nice. <laughs> How many ever read the love? Raul. <laughs> Come over here, Raul. Come over here. Now, Raul picked us up at the airport last night. Late, late. Late at night, and our flight was late, yeah. and he picked us up, and he is one of the nicest guys you ever meet. Yeah. You know, he's not that smart, but he's very nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get out of here, Raul. You can have that book. All right. <laughs> he's like, what's all these A, B, C's, and D's mean? He said, like. <laughs> So Raul and uh, what was that? Dale. Dale. Yeah, y'all are so nice. You treated so nice late last night, and she was driving around and around San Francisco. Well, she driving around and around. So he's talking to her on the phone. I said, "Come up here right now." She said, "It's a traffic, honey. It's traffic everywhere, honey." And he said, "I'll not tolerate that." No, he he wasn't that mean. He was very nice. But, <laughs> 
He gets mean sometimes, don't he? All right. But at church, he's very nice. So, uh, <laughs> Dale, poor Dale. Uh, God, y'all lay hands on Raul. Um, so Raul got the, read the chapter on love. Read the chapter on love. You'll start treating people a lot better if you do that. And so the, it's got 121 different translations uh, on love. So surely like one of those would register with you. I mean, if the King James don't get you, you know, the Amplified and something else. So anyway, this gentleman back here raised his hand. He wanted a scripture study guide. David, run and get him a scripture study guide because he had his hand up first. Raul is so rude, he comes running over here and he took my friend's book back there. So get him a book. David, do what I told you. I have to start beating you again. So go get that book, David. Pastor, it's hard to get pastors to serve, you know. Anyway, so. Uh, all right, Real, you got the book. And I'm going to see you in the morning when we go to the airport early, okay? You better be on time. The best way to be on time is be early. Okay, I see. All right, praise the Lord. So, uh, there you go. This gentleman got a free book right there. That book is worth, worth years and years of research and a great, great book. So if you can't get anything... Then a pastor, pastor's got a lot of money. And so if you'll just pick something out and tell him, he'll pay for it. He'll pay for it after. Praise the Lord. Doesn't he look nice tonight? You know, he likes to wear like a sweatshirt and uh, got tennis shoes on. Man. Praise the Lord. So, um, Trina, would you like to come up here and try to get people happy again? I mean, if they were happy for a moment. And then that mood ring or something threw them off. So I think they're like... So see if you can get them back happy again. Try to get them more spiritual, you know, because I kind of try to connect at some level. So uh, uh, we might have got a little bit of the intellectual, not much, but a little bit. That's why that's why that's your favorite joke is the one with the, the English peas. So, all right, I'm going to sit down. Man, y'all have got quiet all of a sudden. I better finally get my joke back out. Get up on your happy feet. Anybody got those happy feet? Did you ever watch that movie? What was that movie with the, the penguins that had the happy feet? Happy feet. Happy feet. Did you see that? I'm telling you, they could move their feet. That one. All right. We, we're going to see who's the happiest in here tonight. <laughs> and this is so spiritual, isn't it? You know. <laughs> Whenever you get so full of the Holy Ghost, you start laughing and being full of joy. Amen. So we're going to sing a song about joy and y'all are going to join me. Amen. And you can get out of your your seat, out of your eye, your row, whatever, and grab somebody and make sure they get happy too. Okay? This song says they you turned it all around. Anybody? Got that testimony? Jesus turned something all around and it says, where I was hurting, I now am rejoicing. In your love, I'm found, and I have joy. Then it says, you turn my sadness into gladness. Turn my sorrow to joy. Now I'm singing and dancing, and I got joy. I got joy. Look at your neighbor and say, I got joy. Amen. Praise God.
Are you ready? We're going to kick that song on somewhere and kick it up on loud at the beginning so I can hear where it comes in. <laughs> right now. Right. There we go. Thank you. 
You turn my sadness into gladness. You turn my sorrow into joy. And now I'm singing and I'm dancing. And I will shout for joy. Do it again. You turn my sadness into gladness. You turn my sorrow into joy. And now I'm singing and I'm dancing. And I will shout for joy. Ha ha ha. Woo! Shout for joy. Shout for joy and be glad. Hallelujah. Woo! <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> I'm just remembering. Sometimes you need to remember something. And right now I'm just remembering. Oh, goodness, it was a long time back. And I was headed to the operating room. <laughs> And they had a gizmo on my head because they were going to drill a hole in my brain. Woo! And you know why I was laughing? I was laughing because the Holy Ghost said, Remember this. <laughs> Romans 8.11 says, The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, He dwells in you. He will quicken your mortal body. By that spirit who lives in you. <laughs> and this is what I did. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on. God's word is bigger than any problem. Hallelujah. So don't cry over the problem. Let's rejoice over God's word. Hallelujah. Glory to God, he performs it. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's do that song one more time. Y'all are getting it now, you know, just practice time, first one. But let's just do it again and turn it up louder. Let's just, we like loud. <laughs> okay. Okay. Are you ready? You might get a partner. Say this. Whoa. Turn my 
hurt my sadness, just dance a little bit. Come on, you turn my sorrow into joy. And I'm singing, and I'm dancing, and I will shout for joy. You turn my sadness into gladness. You turn my sorrow into joy. I gotta sing, I gotta dance, and I will shout. Yeah, so stir up the gift of God that's within you, for rivers of living water will bubble up out of your innermost being, out of your belly, rivers shall flow, and the joy of the Lord will fill your heart, and that joy will take you from believing to receiving. So you're no longer just believing, but just say, I receive the blessing of the Lord. I receive my healing. I receive what the Lord has promised me. And as you rejoice in the Lord, your faith shall become a mighty force that shall move mountains and change the scenery in your life. So therefore, do not draw back, but lift up your voice and rejoice. Hallelujah. Amen. For the goodness of God. Ha, ha, ha. All your victories are not Amen. only in the past, yes. but you have victories in your future. Yeah. And you are a reco sobreque, and so run a bolevra cachele, and tiso robosa baticoyele, boha, emanakiso roboshe, hero stobrekia. Ah, for there is great victories that lie ahead in the days and the months ahead of you, so you'll no longer look back and say, wow, those were the days. You'll say, no, these are the days right now of the blessing of the Lord. And you'll rejoice over his word 
like someone who just found a great spoil and you'll rejoice like great things are happening and it will usher in the glory of God and the goodness of God and you'll find supernatural increase will be headed your way and increase in anointing and increase in joy and increase in provision and everything will begin to increase. So rejoice in the Lord and yield to the Holy Ghost and rejoice in His mercy, rejoice in His goodness, and rejoice over His Word, and rejoice, for your best days are still ahead of you, and they are coming to pass. Ha, 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 Uh, He satisfies. (laughs) He satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry with his goodness. So you shall be satisfied with the goodness of God, satisfied in the promises that he's given you that they have all come to pass and not one thing has failed of everything he has told you, that it shall all come to pass and you'll rejoice in the goodness and the mercy of God and you'll say, ah, we are like those that dream. The Lord has turned our captivity, fill our mouth with laughter and our tongue with singing. And you'll rejoice in his goodness. And there'll be those that'll say, these are the ones that the Lord has blessed. And you'll say, we are the ones the Lord has blessed. And as you rejoice in his goodness and his mercy, then the spirit of God and a fresh anointing shall come upon you. Ha, ha, ha. That shall destroy every yoke and set you free. So so rejoice in his goodness. Rejoice in his mercy. And do not be quiet. And rejoice in your house. And rejoice in your car. Rejoice. For this is the day the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad. Woo. Well, go ahead and rejoice. Ha, ha. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Ha, 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 ha. Glory to God. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ha, ha, ha. You can sit down for a minute. Ha, ha, ha. Hallelujah. Wow. Say that backwards. Wow. (laughs) Glory. Uh, So tonight we're going to talk about joy in the Holy Ghost. We've already got a few drinkers that have already started. Talking about the Holy Spirit, Jesus said in John 7, uh, talking about the Holy Spirit, that if anybody's thirsty, let him come to me and drink.
the Lord said to me one time, I did not say, come to me and think. You, you cannot cure thirst thinking about water. You're going to have to drink. And the Lord said to me, if you'll uh, drink better, you'll actually think better. Drinking just simply means learning how to receive the anointing, receive it on the inside, learning how to drink. Actually, several scriptures on that subject. Drinking. We know the day of Pentecost, the original drinkers. I don't know if they had a t-shirt or not, but these are like the original drinkers. 120 on the day of Pentecost. Those are the original drinkers. Right? So apparently everybody needs some drinking friends. And uh group you can drink with and sometimes you need some drinking music. And sometimes you got to drink until you lose your mind. And I had a guy tell me one time, he said, I like the way you preach. He said, but I'm afraid I'd lose my mind. I said, if you knew how little you had to lose, you would let it go. In other words, <laughs> the Holy Spirit comes up out of your Jesus said like rivers of living water which just simply means it's more than you can contain of the life of God joy of the Lord so there's a lot in those rivers there's healing in those rivers and he's talking about the overflow of the Holy Spirit so then if you'll go over to uh, Romans where he talks about this he says the kingdom of God is not meat and drink but it's what righteousness peace and what joy in the Holy Ghost. And so tonight we're talking about joy in the Holy Ghost, but the kingdom of God, he said, is not just a bunch of rules and regulations, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So the third one is really what we're going to look at tonight, joy in the Holy Ghost. Well, I'll tell you several things. Number one, you cannot get a sad Holy Ghost. In other words, you get filled with the Holy Spirit. Joy is always associated with being filled. Actually, the anointing, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is called the oil of joy. The Holy Spirit will have you laughing at the most unusual time. You may even try to tell him this is not a good time, but he'll have you rejoicing at the most unusual time. So the Lord said to me one time, he said, if you only knew what happens in the spirit when you rejoice, you would rejoice every day. In other words, something supernatural happens, amen, while that joy in the Holy Ghost is happening, something supernatural is happening. In other words, it's not just God trying to make you feel good. It's not just you getting happy and looking a little bit ridiculous. Actually, something supernatural is happening while you are rejoicing, while you're praising something. It's, it's a demonstration of the triumph of Christ. All right, that's right. In other words, your joy, our joy, is a demonstration of what? The triumph of Christ and of Satan's defeat. It's also a demonstration of your faith. Amen. Yet believing you rejoice, says in First Peter. And it says, and that joy is full of glory. Amen. So the joy of the Lord, that is a demonstration of the Holy Spirit. A demonstration of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Ghost likes to demonstrate. 
So there's a lot of churches, they say they want the Holy Spirit, they just don't want him to demonstrate. They say, we want the Holy Spirit. But when he starts demonstrating the power of God, amen, your faith moving to the power of God. So joy is one way. Joy is one way. The anointing, the oil of joy is one way. The anointing, the oil of joy is one way that the Holy Spirit works through that to take what Christ has done for you and make it a reality in you. Yeah. Amen. Okay. So uh, look over at Psalms 126 real quickly here because we're going to look at this joy because sometimes people think it's a, it's a silly thing. But C.S. Lewis said, the joy of the Lord, he said, is the serious business of heaven. In other words, heaven is a happy place. And heaven takes care of its most serious business whenever that joy is breaking out. And I've been in meetings where the joy of the Lord, supernatural, just broke out and people were laughing. My, my, people were running. People were dancing. People were knocked out on the floor, a wave of the glory of God go across the whole auditorium, just the joy of the Lord. What happened in that atmosphere is God said, I'm going to take care of some business for you that you couldn't take care of by yourself. All right, let's try it one more time. God said, I'm going to take care of some business for you. Amen. That you struggle with how could that happen how would that ever come to pass? And God says, while you were rejoicing. So I thought, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a book and I'm going to call it While I Was Laughing. <laughs> while I Was Laughing. So look at Psalms 126 real quickly. You see kind of what I'm talking about. It says, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like those that dream." Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. And then said they among the heathen, the Lord's done great things for them. And we said, what? The Lord's done great things for us and we are glad. Go back to Psalm 126, verse 1. When the Lord turned, again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Other translations say, it seemed too good to be true. In other words, God said, I'm going to do something that's like a dream like a dream coming to pass come on in the next 12 months yielded to the Holy Spirit that God would bring some things to pass in your life that would be like a dream coming to pass that you'd almost have to paint yourself and say that would have only been a dream 5 years ago 10 years ago and now it's happening so he said the Lord turned he turned our captivity, and he says he turned it again, which simply means he had already turned it once, and now he's turned it again. Amen. How many of you ever had the Lord turn something in your life, and you say, I can tell you when that turned? Well, he said, I've already turned that, but now I'm turning it again. And so we were, it was like a dream coming to pass. Amen. And he said, and our mouth was filled with laughter. Our mouth is filled with what? Laughter. Which simply means we couldn't stop laughing. We just kept on laughing. We couldn't stop laughing. Went to bed laughing. Woke up in the morning laughing. Guy, well, driving down the freeway started laughing. 
Amen. We're just laughing. So our mouth is filled with laughter. Now, what does that mean? The Lord did something so great that even the heathens were saying, the Lord must have done that for them. We know they couldn't have done it. The Lord did that for them. And so our mouth is filled with what? Laughter. Ha, ha, ha. Hallelujah. So there is a laugh of faith, and then there is a, a laugh, a joy in the Holy Ghost that is something different than just a laugh of faith. Amen. Uh, so some people don't think that's, that's very spiritual. You know, they're like, I don't think that joy, not very spiritual. When people are laughing and stuff. But uh, the Bible says God sits in the heavens and he laughs. And you'll have a hard time getting more spiritual than him. But God is the original laugher in his presence, his fullness of joy. Amen. And so the joy of the Lord, amen, that laughter, praise the Lord, come up out of your belly and you just start laughing. Nothing irritates the devil more than for you to laugh. And he'll say, what do you think you're laughing about? Because joy will, will run him out of the house. That's right. Amen. You start rejoicing, getting happy, ha, ha. Yeah. Amen. Rejoicing before the Lord, and that joy will run him out of the house. So he says, like a dream coming to pass, our mouth is filled with laughter. Hmm. Well, let's just talk about your health for a moment. Mary Hart does good like a medicine. So apparently God didn't create you or I to be full of grief and sorrow and sadness. Come on, worried about stuff. Amen. Uh, Jesus has borne our griefs, carried our sorrows. So God didn't create you to be sad. Come on, worried, upset. That actually will make you sick. Come on, that'll hurt your body. But now joy, the joy of the Lord, actually is like medicine. Amen. So while you're laughing, people say, what are you doing? You say, well, I'm on medication. All right. They say, you act funny when you're on medication. You say, you ought to see me when I'm not on it. So the, the joy of the Lord is like a medicine. Come on, for your soul. And it's a way that you cast all your cares on the Lord. You know he's caring for you. So you say, I'm just full of joy. I believe the Lord is taking care of me in grand style. Amen. Amen. So in this area, we went to Dad Hagen's meetings for, you know, years and years. I mean, since I was 17. And he taught on the subject of faith. He taught on faith and how faith works and learned so much from him about that. But the last 10 or 15 years, he did what he called Holy Ghost Meet. He probably did one here, I guess. Uh, he did a couple at our church, you know, a couple of different weeks. So in the Holy Ghost meetings, I invited him to our church in Louisiana. And he said, he said, are you, you sure you want to have one of these in your church? I said, yeah. I actually grew up in uh, my dad's church in South Texas down by Houston. And, man, the Holy Spirit would start moving in my dad's church. And, uh Wow. I mean, my mama was a first responder. <laughs> Some people are slow to respond. My mama's first responder. As soon, soon as the Holy Ghost start moving, even if you thought nothing's happened, she'd say, something's happening right now. Then she'd start rejoicing and praising, and then she'd run around the church. So when I grew up, I, you know, I used to, uh, I used to, I used to pray that that would not happen because 
I brought a friend of mine from high school to, to church, and um, I said, Lord, please, please don't have no tongues, no tongues tonight, please. And uh, please don't let my mama run around the church. Sure enough, you know, they started praising the Lord. And uh, I told my friend, I said, this ain't like a regular church. I'll explain it to you after church. And uh, sure enough, uh, the lady behind us, her name is Sister Evans. She was about 85 or something. And she had false teeth. So she gave a message in tongues real loud. She goes, tongues real loud. My friend, he never heard nothing like that. His eyes got big. I said, I'll explain it to you after church. He said, is that Latin? I said, no, we're not Catholic. <laughs> anyway, so Sister Evans, she spoke in other tongues. And so um, while she was talking in tongues, her teeth were kind of click and clack together. So if you didn't have the interpretation, if you knew Morse code, you could kind of figure out what the Holy Ghost was saying from the dots and the dashes. And so... Uh, so, so thus saith the Lord, you know, and victory is yours and rejoice. And my mama went, wah! And she took off running around the church. So my friend said, who is that woman? I said, I have no idea who that woman is. <laughs> Make sure you don't come to my house. You know, that's my mother. My mother. Run, <laughs> run around the church. And so um, well, while she was running, come on, she got lit. Some people, they, they never quite get lit, you know. They're just kind of like, you know. She'd get lit, whoo, and she'd release her faith, boom, and she'd run. Not real fast, you know. She wasn't that fast. Uh, but she'd run, but she did that until she was like in her 80s. She would take off running. And she had like a group of runners that would run with her. And so they'd take off running. Somebody said, well, what is the significance of that? Well, a couple of things. The anointing, the anointing is tangible. And it would literally, you could feel that anointing start burning on the inside of you. And it kind of get in your legs. And you're just like, I, I, I can't sit still. You know, I've got to do something here. I've got to rejoice or run or shout or something. And so my mom would take off running. Or you could say it was like, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Boom, and she'd take off running like Elijah. So she'd be running, and um, another guy in the church named Sidney Smith, he had been a fighter, you know, and he'd gotten saved. He ran a bar in town, but he got saved, filled the Holy Ghost, became the best soul winner in my dad's church. He's a really, really rough guy, you know, had cuts on his face, and, you know, he whooped everybody in the county. But when he got saved, he became just a wonderful man, filled with the Holy Spirit, a great soul winner. So when my mama would run... His name was Sidney Smith. And he would sit there and you could tell the anointing, Holy Spirit would come on him. He'd sit right on the edge, right on the end. And so the anointing come on him, you could see he's like, he's fixing to like explode. <laughs> and he starts talking in tongues. He <laughs> So you didn't want to laugh at him because he whooped everybody in the county. You just you just like, I'm laughing with you, brother. But anyway, so he'd, he'd kind of explode, and he'd start to dance. And he'd just dance. Now, he never did that. He never tried to draw attention to himself. But when that uh, anointing, joy, and the Holy Ghost come on him, he'd start to dance. He'd stomp like a wild Indian. He'd go, 
So if you had any trouble with the devil, I mean, he was like stomping devils underneath his feet, you know. And, and he's so full of victory and joy, he's stomping. Then the richest woman in town, her name, Sister Houston, she had diamonds everywhere, fancy car, you know. Well, she'd come over from the Baptist church because they always got out early. So she'd come over to my daddy's church. And uh, she loved my daddy's church because it was full of joy, full of life. And so she would get full of the Holy Ghost. And she would start to laugh, and she'd go, <laughs> So she would start to laugh. And then she would start to stagger all over the church laughing. And she would laugh and stagger all over and laughing. <laughs> then she would fall out on the floor laughing. Well, by that time, a few other people kind of got, uh, got, a, got a lit. They got lit, you know, like, bam, my mama running and Sydney stomping. And then the whole thing would erupt. And the glory of God would fill the place. And miracles, not just on an individual basis, but on a corporate basis for the, the destiny and assignment of the church. Y'all still here? In other words, individual miracles happen, but for the assignment upon that church. Amen. And 50 pastors and missionaries went from that little town with 3,000 people, went all over the world preaching the gospel. But they got lit by the Holy Ghost. And they were unafraid to do what God called them to do. They were so full of the Holy Ghost. It took off. Africa, all over the world, preaching the gospel. Hallelujah. Go ahead and laugh about that. <laughs> it didn't happen every Sunday, you know, but you never could tell when it's going to happen. You couldn't schedule it. You could say, okay, we're going to run on Sunday night uh, two weeks from now. Holy Ghost don't want to be on your schedule. You're going to have to get on his schedule. Amen. <laughs> So when Dad Hagen did Holy Ghost meetings, I said, uh, oh, I, you know, I'm used to that. That don't bother me, you know. But he'd have those Holy Ghost meetings, and in the meetings he'd say, now when this anointing gets strong, he said, that anointing, he said, you'll start laughing. He said, or you'll start dancing. Or sometimes the anointing gets so strong, you just fall out in, the, uh, in, the, in your seat or fall out on the floor. He said, but different demonstrations of the Holy Ghost. And so I'd go to those meetings. We're talking about 10 or 15 years of those meetings. I went to as many as I could go to. <laughs> Amen. And, and uh, sometimes he would just walk around and wave his hand like that and just say, be blessed. Yeah. Be blessed. Well, I got to where I liked that so much that I, I thought, well, just, you know, sometimes he'd slap you on the head. He'd say, he's just not too hard. you just tap you on the head and go, be blessed. And then a boom, pop you on the head a little bit. Well, if you knew how to receive that blessing or receive that anointing. Every time I'd go home, new things, new blessing would break out. So I got to where I'd just sit up front and I'd say, hit me, hit me again, man. Hit me. <laughs> Hit my baby one more time. So, so he hit you in the head with the anointing of the Holy Ghost. So I got so blessed. Our church was growing and money started coming in. I, every meeting I went to, I could bring $10,000 or more to give to the ministry. Every, every meeting. 
I got to where they saved me a seat on the front. Listen, I had, so much, I had such supernatural increase financially. Are y'all still here? In the blessing of the Lord, and, in, and that's in many different ways. But you see that anointing, that joy in the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost ain't going to make you laugh. Come on. If he made you do anything, make you pay your tithes. That hadn't happened yet. So, so he ain't going to make people tithe. He ain't going to make people be generous. He just shows you the benefit of. And if he shows you the benefit of joy in the Holy Ghost, then you would actually say, all right, let me, let me jump in. I'd like to have some of that. And you say, I'd like to get a drink. Come and take a drink from the presence of the Lord. Well, so then I would run, rejoice, amen, in those meetings. If he was dancing, I'd just dance with him. Amen. If he's laughing, I'd just laugh with him. Praise the Lord. So uh, a few years ago, the Lord gave us the best piece of property uh, in our area because we had been believing God for, for a place for office. So we got the most beautiful piece of property, uh, not real big, 30 acres, five-acre lake, some barns. We're building a conference center on it right now. But when we first got on that property, as soon as I got on that property, I said, this is my property here. Once the owner found out I was the one who wanted it, he raised the price. I said, there ain't no problem. I've got lots of money. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And I'm an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. I got money. So we got the property. When we got the property, here's what the Lord said to me. In all of those meetings that you were laughing And you were rejoicing. He said, you really were laughing about something. Well, let's try that one more time. In all of those Holy Ghost meetings, when you were laughing and when you were rejoicing, amen, while you got filled with the Holy Ghost, in all those meetings, you really were laughing about something. Well, let's try it one more time. In other words, while you were yielded to the Holy Ghost, God said, I'm working on something that's beyond what you can ask or think. I'm working on a dream in your life to bring things to pass that's more than you could ever do. But it is not by your ability, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord, the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And while you are laughing, whoo, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> you say, I, I, what? I'm laughing again. I wonder what's about to happen next. I said, I'm laughing again. I'm rejoicing again. I'm praising again. Wonder, wonder what's about to happen next. While I, oh, while I was praising, while I was laughing, while I was rejoicing.